Happy New Year, ladies and gents. Happy New Year. We're drunky fans. What do we call them? Drunkards. Our merry band of drunkards. <laughs> what do we call them? Drunkards. No, I'm stealing it off Lady Gaga. They're, they're our little monsters. Oh, Let's just actively really? steal it directly from Lady Gaga. <laughs> anyway, 2020 is here. Yep. A new decade. And if you hear any Christmas music in the background, you're probably hearing uh, it from another yeah, source. It's just, you know, it's just left over. It's definitely 2020 yeah. right now, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> A while ago, Mike and I had a conversation that led rise to a moment of bewilderment on my part. Mm. It turns out that Mike has a massive blind spot mm. in cinema that he has watched, sure. or rather not. Yeah. Turns out Mike doesn't like Disney movies. So, the only <laughs> thing that we could possibly do to make this right was force him to watch at least one of them. <laughs> there may be more to follow. 2020 might be a long year for you, my friend. <laughs> There's so much of Disney I'm happy to do, but... We thought, rather than go with one of the classics, we would go with uh, arguably a modern classic from the Disney stable. I mean, there's definitely an argument. (laughs) There will be. (laughs) This month on We're Drunk and We Know Things, the movie is Disney's Frozen. That's what I do. I drink... I know things. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Rob made me watch Frozen. <laughs> How many times did you watch Frozen, Mike? I watched Frozen twice. Only twice? Only twice. Do you uh, feel that that was enough to get all of the nuance available? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'll guarantee you there's a ton of stuff you missed. Oh, but, oh, well, you know what? I'm all right. <laughs> I, uh, I watched it twice. As I said I was going to, I will caveat to say, I appreciate that this is a movie for children. I am a 36-year-old cynic. So, unsurprising that, you know, not really tailored towards me. No, not quite in your wheelhouse. <laughs> not really. I, I, do like to, I do like some Disney. I like a lot of the classic Disney. But the newer stuff, I generally um, prefer Pixar, quite frankly. Um, as I think probably a lot of people do. But regardless, I watched Frozen because you told me to. Um, which is a bit worrying. Uh, but I will have my revenge. <laughs> In, remember, in this episode or the next. Do you remember two months ago when I was like, let's not do Lady Abelique because I'll just be a film wanker and you won't enjoy doing the podcast? Oh, God. Do you remember I've, when I've I did that? I've got Hitchcock coming, haven't <laughs> You've I? You've got so much Hitchcock. Oh. Oh, you're going to be up to the hilt with Hitchcock. <laughs> On the plus side, unlike you, I am not closed-minded and have actually seen Hitchcock and quite enjoyed it. If I was that close-minded, I wouldn't have watched it twice and done it. I literally had to spend reading. three years recording a movie podcast <laughs> to force you to watch this film. This was all a ruse just yeah. to get me the okay. biggest long con ever. We're done. Uh, with arguably the worst payoff. <laughs> Imagine if me. Ocean's Eleven finished with, and then they made Anthony and they made Andy Garcia watch Frozen. <laughs> I think oh. he would find it delightful. He was the police all along, or something. Anyway. Anyway, let's crack on. What do we know about Frozen? Came out in 2013. <laughs> That's as much. Okay, I just read fine. The- from research this month, I just read the back of the DVD box. No, I didn't know it. Uh, its um, barcode number is 37784. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, it is a fantasy movie set in July. Not a Christmas film, nope. which is why this isn't the Christmas episode. It is on our Christmas list. It, it, is it? Yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, it stars Christian Bell, uh, Idina Menzel, Jonathan Groff, Josh Gad, Alan Tudyk. Loads of really big names and lots of people that have worked it, a lot Tudyk in Disney Tudyk. recently. Oh, it might be two dick. Maybe I just say it wrong. Yeah, yeah, one dick, two dick. They, um, but yeah, the, the, these people, <laughs> red flesh, blue flesh. Um, Maurice Lamarche as the King of Arendelle. Very briefly, the the most excited I was about this movie is Maurice Lamarche, who is the dad, the King yep. of Arendelle, because he was the brain from Pinky and the Brain and Egon from the Real Ghostbusters. Yep. And also, I did not know that. I don't know why I'm nodding along. <laughs> That's actually quite interesting. Frank Welker, who does the snorts for Sven the reindeer is, like, if you watch any animated thing ever... He is the animal. He he, he is in in some way. So he was Megatron and Soundwave in Transformers. He's the only... And which Transformers? The original Transformers. Thank God. I know, all the way along. He did it in the Michael Bay movies as well? No, that's... He did other voices, but he didn't do... That's like um, Agent Smith, what's his name? I don't know. That guy. Hugo Weaving. Um, He is also uh, the voice of Nibbler on Futurama. 
He is the voice of Dr. Claw on Inspector Gadget. And most excitingly, he's the only person to have ever voiced Scooby-Doo since 1969. So I was very excited when I saw his name, but then the film started. Oh. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I like this film fine. To be honest, your biggest objection to this film was Mike doesn't like films where they break into spontaneous no, song. I can't deal with it. Uh, I love animation. Let's face it, Frozen literally opens with three back-to-back songs. <laughs> it really does. It really does. I um, I did the same thing I do every time I watch a Disney movie. You know, you can tell they're about to start singing. And just I was watching it with my wife. Yeah, normally because the music starts. Well, no, well, you know what I mean. Or they're like, breathing. It's building up to something clearly, and I just because Carolina kept looking at me and going, "Oh, I'm going." Oh no. There are a couple oh. of very good sachets into the music. There are. There are. It's I very mean, nicely that, done. It is very nicely done. I just don't like singing in in films, with yeah. the exception of Singing in the Rain uh, and South Park the Musical. But um, regardless, there are. There are lots of good bits, but we will come to it. We'll come to that. So should we do go through the plot first? Go on. Then. There are two sisters. One of them's got ice powers for some reason, which is never explained. Doesn't matter. She's got ice power sharp. Uh, they are playing. They are adorable. Accidents happen. Unfortunately, the snow power girl Elsa hurts the other non-normal girl Anna, and they have to go to trolls. And they say they save her. Can I just take a moment? There is an amazing scene. Oh, there's actually an amazing opening where, the where they're dad, all chopping on oh, bikes at the beginning. Well, firstly actually, that, yeah, and you yeah, introduce yeah. Sven and Kristoff yeah, and, and what have you. Yeah. Um, and it pretty much sets up the entire concept for the movie, which is, <laughs> yeah. you know, ice I, is dangerous. I just so really wanted to um, get into the... She's got but no, there was an amazing moment where um, they find Anna and Elsa on the ballroom floor. Mm. And the king says, come with me, I know where to go. Yeah. And then immediately goes to the library and looks <laughs> at a map. Because he doesn't know where to go at all. No, He's like, where are trolls? I know where to go. T-Rex, Trolls, got it, I think he went and got a book and he said Ice Powers and it said Ice Powers Healing, see page 272, skip to the old Trolls, okay, see map, okay, go back. But yeah, and to be honest, the origin of the powers doesn't matter, it's a Disney film. Alright. So are all Anyway. So, yeah, so we should say there is an opening song um, where there's lots of people cutting up ice and pulling it out of the water, where Sven and Kristoff are introduced as well as very small boys. Sven's a I like the Muppet reindeer. babies. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the king whisks away Anna, who has been injured and has got ice in the brain, yeah. um, to the trolls where they save her. Ice on the brain? You need a tap on the head. <laughs> no. No. So, oh God, you gotta help me. Oh God. Okay, so um, he fixes her, but then says the only way to fix her is to remove all the memories of his sister having powers, but not the fun. So she remembers growing up and having fun with her, but not that she had ice powers. And then also, we've got to lock the other one in a room. Got a locker in a room for everyone to else's be fair, safety. The Troll King doesn't say that. The Troll King says quite sensibly, yeah. basically, your powers. Are, in fact, the Troll King spells it out. It your powers are directly linked to your hatred and love. Yeah. It's emotional. Yeah. So basically, avoid fear. That's the path of the dark side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, be nice, be happy. Yeah. Mum and Dad, meanwhile, best parents ever at this stage. It's fine. We got this. We're just going to lock her up. Go to your room forever, literally forever. But then, because it's a Disney film, the parents die tragically. Well, hang on. They die <laughs> tragically during the second musical number of the movie, which spans, uh, what, ten years? Yes, of course. So this is Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Oh. Now, I will talk more about this in the song, when we talk about the songs properly, because there is a song section of this episode. Uh, but all of these songs that all these ten-year-old girls so happily sing are sad songs. Yeah. It's all about, like... Well, you don't love me anymore and you don't want to play with me. Do you want to build a snowman? We used to love that when we were kids. And she gets sadder and sadder until she becomes more and more indifferent. And then her parents die. And then her parents die in a ship in a shipwreck accident. Because, you know, it's Disney, so you've got to have somebody dead. Uh, so anyway, so because they, they, she die, because they die, Elsa, who is the older sister, from what I understand, she is 21 and uh, Anna is 18. Um... It, just, it was just on the thing I read. I wasn't like I'll looking take, up the ages. Because <laughs> um, she's the oldest, she has to be coronated and be made the queen. Uh, so because they're having a coronation, lots of people come and visit. They open up the castle for the first time in forever. Nice. Oh, I can't believe how many salad plates we have is literally a line in one of that in that song. It's a good line. <laughs> I, I, they can't see me like rolling my, actively rolling my eyes. Yep. 
Mike actively rolled his eyes. Um, they let a load of people in, including um, the Count of Wesselton, or Weaseltown, as they keep saying, who is voiced by Alan Tudix, um, who is very, very, very funny in it. To be honest he with is. you, that thing with the wig is very funny. And very the, silly, the dancing bit. Like a chicken with the, the face of a monkey. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a monkey with the face of a chicken. Sorry. Yeah, a monkey with the face. Yeah. No, that doesn't make is any sense. Is it the sense. other way around? Yeah. Right, okay. Anyway, that is, that is very funny. Not funny enough for me to remember, but funny nonetheless. That's right. Watch it another couple of hundred <laughs> times and it starts to stick with you. Never. No, never. Never. Uh, Anna meets um, Hans, who is a prince from the Southern Isles, and falls immediately in love. And then sings about how love is an open door. Which, to be honest, has been set up in a previous song where she's like, worried that, ooh, what if I meet the one? Oh, okay, yeah. we get it. You're basically a hormonal late-stage teenage girl <laughs> who's never seen anybody. <laughs> yeah, she's literally never met anybody, yeah, indeed. But so has amazing social skills, notwithstanding. Yeah, pretty good, yeah. So they, they fall in love, um, and I'm sure nothing, there's no other ulterior motive to that, which doesn't pay off later. Um... She goes and speaks to Elsa and says, can I have your permission to marry this, this person? This guy I met ten minutes ago. And she's like, nah, you met him ten minutes ago, you silly man. Fairly reasonable. And then they have a big Barney, and then Elsa loses control of her powers and almost hurts a lot of people because her powers are out of control. And she's ice, ice, baby queen person. And bear in mind that Elsa has been living in abject fear for this entire ceremony, sure. everything. She's hating life. She has to wear gloves. Dark side. It's true. So, yeah, she's finally unveiled. You could try and attach these to Star Wars as much as you like. I'm not falling for it, Robert. Yeah, she's finally <laughs> unveiled as having these powers and yeah. does what any sensible person does when they're trying to escape a castle full of people, mm. run straight out of the front door. Yep. Then that, that is cool, that bit when she runs across a lake and because of her powers she freezes the lake. She runs up a mountain, as one does, but by running up a mountain with her powers out of control, she locks Arendelle in a forever winter... Yeah, so they're like, oh, it's really cold, and all the boats are frozen, and there's ice, and yeah. all like, brrrr. It's nicely done. It is very nicely done. The animation is amazing. The animation and, is really Well, we'll come on to the animation, no doubt. Yeah. And <laughs> while she's running up the mountain, she sings arguably the most famous song from the movie. Yes. She sings Let It Go, and then she builds the ice castle while she sings Let It Go, uh, which is another song which is not as cheerful as we were led to believe, or I was led to believe, because it's about, like isolating yourself from everyone that loves you so you can be yourself because they can't accept again, you. again, a little niggly moment. The first line of Let It Go mm. is the snow glints on the uh, mountain tonight, not you a know. footprint in sight. There were literally footprints behind her. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're really? leaving footprints. What do you think? You're flying, love? Come on. What are you, the snowman? <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to turn around. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look around before you throw statements like that around. <laughs> so. She builds a big ice castle. Meanwhile, cut back to Arendelle. Uh, um, everybody's a bit worried that it's now winter in July. The Duke of Wesselton is like, kill her, she's a monster in it. And Anna's like, no, I can save her because I so still love her. Anna goes off on her horse to try and find her sister. Yeah, yep, yep. We need to speed up because we're only about 20 minutes in. Fat, <laughs> fattest horse, by the way. Yeah. Big old fat horse. Well, that's the same horse model that Disney had been using in most of their modern animations. Really? Yeah, so if you've watched Tangled, same horse style animation. Right, okay, right. Um, and kind of derived from the stylized horses that they had in the 70s, that sure, came back yeah. through to Hercules. And Anyway, yeah, yeah. we might talk about this a bit more later in a different episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Big ice castle, Anna runs off, uh, horse Christoph. throws her, meets Christoph, uh, drawing a very strange oaken trading post scene that I actually quite like. Also, that guy's quite funny, the guy that runs the training post is funny. Also, I uh, don't know if you caught this, uh, Oaken has a husband. Sorry? Oaken has a husband. Oaken has a husband? Yeah. His family who are in oh, the yeah, sauna. Oh yeah, they're in the sauna. The yeah. older guy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, maybe a cousin, but... Right, mm, right, okay. The argument is it's Disney saying, look, aren't we inclusive? Or should we make a movie about exclusively white people? Well, it, well, there's a lot of LBGTQ readings of this film. Understandably, oh, I, would, right. I would agree with a fair lot of it. And, and to be honest, the furries love it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So she meets uh, Christoph, um, who's got a reindeer called Sven. Who at which point you titter a lot because yeah, she kept saying you, uh, she demands for about five minutes that she that he take her up the North Passage. No, <laughs> he take her up the North Mountain. No, it's the, no he does, it's she does not say the word passage. <laughs> she once. does. She does not. <laughs> well, maybe that's my brain filling in a blank. I think it might be. <laughs> They then go up the mountain, uh, yeah. and on the way up the mountain, they bump into a snowman. Yes. Who is like the snowman that Anna used, Elsa used to make for Anna as kids. And they've named Olaf, uh, well, and he's voiced by Josh Gad, and he is arguably the best thing in the whole film. Far and away, the <laughs> highlight of any scene he's he, in. The song he sings, again we'll come to this, but the song he sings is amazing. Um, I read an interesting thing about Olaf, 
He's meant to be five foot four. Yeah, I know. I heard this. It's bullshit. So, how big is Christoph? <laughs> He's got to be like six eight. <laughs> it's insane. How do you find He's foot eight four? foot tall. <laughs> five foot they four. find Elsa's winter palace. They do. Uh, Elsa's like fuck. Anna off. goes inside, and inevitable sister Barney. Yep. Because. Elsa wasn't aware that she's frozen the entire country. No, indeed. Despite the fact that she's living in an ice palace surrounded by snow. <laughs> sure. Uh, and in, in, her, in her anger <coughs> and uh, desperation of fear, she <coughs> accidentally shoots Anna in the heart with the ice powers. And we know that you can't... If you get hit in the heart, that's mm. bad. Only the, an act of true love can heal a frozen heart. As we all know. So, so they're like, quick, get hands, because we love he loves us. Let's get her back to the it's town. It's been at least 20 minutes now, so the love must be true. Yeah, exactly. It's matured so like a good wine. They rush back. Christoph rushes Anna back to uh, What's It. He bumps into his mum and dad, who are the trolls, who adopted him. They sing a song where they suggest that he's fucking that reindeer. Then they go back to Arendelle, and it turns out, bum, 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 that Hans was a bad guy all along. No, it doesn't, because Hans has left Arendelle to go and find Anna. Oh, yeah, right. So he then <laughs> runs up to the castle uh, yeah. and ends up basically capturing Elsa. Yep. That's, um, that's, accidentally. The, that's the badger. Uh, so, yeah, then it turns out that he is a bad guy. He's locked up he Elsa. He doesn't love anybody. He's locked Elsa up in a dungeon. He doesn't want to kiss Anna just in case it heals her, and, but anyway, doesn't love her, so Anna's going to die. So die. pours water on the fire and leaves her to freeze to yeah, death. Yeah, indeed, yes. What and then a uh, tells all the other people in the court of the, the Queen that. They, I must admit, this one's a bit. A bit of a stretch. She was like, oh, she just died. Nobody asked to see the body. Oh, and at least we got to get married first with no witnesses. <laughs> no and everybody just buys no. it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, You're right, that's the least realistic part of this film. Sentences Elsa <laughs> to death for treason. Yes. Elsa, Amazing. meanwhile, has realised that she has ice powers and can therefore freeze her way out of any situation. <laughs> she her hands when they're in those metal cuff things and she's like, oh, yeah, I've got insane ice powers. I totally... I mean, I can't believe it's in my mind. Do I look silly? <laughs> so she escapes by blowing everything up, well, uh, making everything ice and smashing out. But um, it's still now petrified, so the ice is getting worse. Yeah. Chasey, uh, chasey, chasey across the ice. Everybody's realizes, the ice. No, uh, sorry. Uh, Christoph realizes, Christoph realizes he loves that Anna. he actually loves Anna. He's rushing back into town. Yep. Oh, God. But then, so very long story short, they're all looking for each other. The wind dies down. Uh, and then Hans goes to kill Elsa. And Anna jumps in the way just as she her whole body freezes, and, and the sword breaks his sword. Breaks his sword, and it but turns then, out that by virtue of her saving her sister's life—spoiler yeah. alert—that is an act of true love. Yeah, and she falls. I quite like. I, I do like that they, the princesses save themselves. Yeah. There's like multiple instances where I kept being like, "Oh well, he's going to be the prince. Oh, he's going to be the prince," and then they save no, themselves. And it's they cool. sort it out. It's cool. I think it's good. It's uh, very good. And everybody lives happily ever after, except for Hans, who gets shipped off in the brig. Oh, yeah, uh, the back Duke to the of Weaselton, who gets shipped off in a wig. <laughs> uh, and Can you think of another yeah. one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nor can I. Elsa now realises that she can actually be queen, and all yeah. she has to do is install an occasional ice rink yeah. in the castle square. Absolutely, yeah. And it turns out that everybody in Arendelle is an Olympic-grade ice skater. And uh, all love her, like, all's Anna. forgiven. Yeah. All's forgiven real quick. Yeah. 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 The end. So given what we're talking about in the next episode, I'm not going to go too, too much into the full-on history of this, because a lot of it ties well, into... Well, no, no, we can, do, we can do as deep a dive into the history of this as you want, because the next episode is covering Disney in much broader terms. I don't Fun. actually talk about Frozen massively. Because by the time we get to Frozen, they've done all the cool shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're just knocking them out. 1964. Uh, in, 19, sorry, in 1937, after Snow White came out, Disney was like, ooh, we should do more Hans Christian Andersen stuff. So by the time they got to 1940, they were talking to MGM about doing a live-action film where MGM would do live-actiony bits of Hans Jansen's life, and they would animate bit, like vignettes within the film for The Little Mermaid, The Little Match Girl, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, The Snow Queen, Thumbelina, Ugly Duckling, Red Shoes, and The Emperor's New Clothes. Um, they couldn't work out how to adapt The Snow Queen. Now, Frozen is based on the story of The Snow Queen. Do you it know is. what that is? Yes. So you know that it doesn't actually in any way resemble, not even slightly, not even in the smallest amount. Um, well, insofar as no. Um, producer Peter Delvecchio said there is snow and there is ice and there is a queen, but other than that, we depart from it quite a bit. 
my favourite, the story of the Snow Queen is amazing. It starts with the devil being a headmaster of a school of trolls, and he's got a mirror that only reflects bad, the bad parts of people back to themselves, right? Meanwhile, there's a little girl and boy who fall in love, but the devil and the trolls try and take the mirror up to God, and they take it so high up in the sky that it's reflecting down on the world that the mirror laughs so much that it falls and explodes and fires shards of this uh, magical glass into people's eyes and hearts so they only feel badly or see the worst in people. But, you know, one of them's got eyes powers and that's it, shut up, don't ask any more questions. So that's fine. There are shards, <laughs> there's there eyes and hearts. Shards. And the, the eyes and hearts, yeah, absolutely, yeah. that is the thing, that is the thing. So, um, Hans Kuchanshan eventually was released by MGM, starring Danny Kaye and was nominated for six Oscars, but Disney weren't involved. Because Disney at that point were just doing wartime propaganda, essentially. They were big on that in the old 40s. Um, so they shelved a lot of the Hans Christian Andersen movies for a very, very long time. Until the year 2000, dum, when dum, Glenn dum. Clean, who was a head animator at Disney at the time, who did The Little Mermaid, went to work on, um, went to work on it, decided that he couldn't work out how to adapt it, so made tan Tangled. So that was shelved again until 2002. And then they picked it up again and they still couldn't work out how to make the Snow Queen a nice character. So it shelved again until 2004. And then Michael Eisner tried to get John Lasseter to take it on at Pixar. Um, negotiations fell totally apart. Shelved again. And in 2008, John Lasseter um, asked Chris Buck, who directed Tarzan, um, the Disney Tarzan movie, and was current, had just done the Oscar-nominated Surf's Up for Sony Animation. Yep. Um, persuaded him to come back to Disney and have a crack at it. So Buck wanted to traditionally animate it uh, initially, but then he saw um, Toy Story and wanted to do something different on the definition of true love. This is right back, right at the very beginning in 2008. Um, Disney yeah. had already done the Kiss by a he Prince thing. He saw Toy Story in 2008. It was released in 1995. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. I, think, I think it was... When John Lasseter is one of the producers on this, so I think he steered, reading between the lines, Chris Buck was steered, shall we say, by John yeah, Lasseter. <clears throat> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my better now. And keep in mind, John Lasseter got fired from Disney for trying to get computer animation on the table to begin with, which is why he went to work for Pixar in the first place. Yep. Uh, anyway, so um, the story was still very close to the original tale. And it had Megan Mullally, um, who is in Will and Grace's Karen. Yes, she is. Uh, and is Nick Offerman's wife. Um, she was cast as Elsa, and Josh Gad became involved at that point. So he's been involved in all of its iterations, well, in all of its 2000s iterations. So in 2010, they still couldn't find a way to make it work. So it went back in development, development hell, and was shelved for another year. So in December 2011, after Tangled premiered, they announced a new title that would be called Frozen and not The Snow Queen. The Buck was directing... You know, there's a reason for that. No, I didn't know. Go on. Uh, after Disney released The uh, Princess and the Frog... Right. Uh, ...and their post-release audience test showed that boys and fathers assumed right. it was basically a girl's movie because right. of The Princess in the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why they actually then had an executive decision across Disney to have gender non-specific titles think, from there yeah. on. So Rapunzel became Tangled, oh, The Snow Queen became Frozen, frozen yeah. and so on and so forth. The film Jennifer became Moana. <laughs> yeah, the original, people don't realise that. She was originally called Jennifer. Yeah. Really weird. Sarah and Stitch. <laughs> Hansel and Gre Greta. No, <coughs> run out of steam there. We can cut that out. So they still had an issue anyway, though. Um, oh, they brought on Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, who are a husband and wife duo, who wrote The Book of Mormon, um, amongst other bits and pieces, which we'll come to in a little bit. So they bring them on as writers. Uh, songwriters. Yeah. In, yeah. So that was Sorry. 2012. Yeah, so I mean, let's face it, it's a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, indeed. So um, they still couldn't work out how to make the, the Snow Queen not the villain. Like, it was, it's such, she's such an evil character in the story that they couldn't get their head around how to do it. So... The studio actually had a, has a tradition of screening animated films that are in development every three months, um, then holding a lengthy note session with all the directors and writers that are working yep. on products, all, all projects all around Disney. And again, so that's, get, that's something that came in from Pixar, Pixar right? That's yeah, the yeah, idea that indeed. it's a filmmaker studio, there's yeah. full feedback, no yeah. more Eisner-esque executive from the top bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this led to a big breakthrough of making the two main characters sisters and making them both protagonists. 
So making Elsa misunderstood, but not like an outright monster. Um, they, they come up with all these new characters. So like, so Hans, Kristoff, and Anna are a reference to Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, shocker! See what they did there. Shocker. Um, and then to fully then like explore the dynamics of the sisters, the Disney at Disney Animation convened a sister summit at which all the women from all over the studio who grew up with sisters were invited to talk about their experiences growing up with their sisters. I do love the uh, fact that... Well, we, <laughs> we might as well talk about it now because it's actually Frozen 2, which does exist. Yes. Yeah, there's a sequence in that that you haven't seen where they actually sent the animators skydiving. Yeah, so they do a lot of this. Of and it's like, it's, well. oh, so what do you do? Well, I work for Disney. What, what do you do at Disney? Well, I organise all of the random batshit research stuff that they do oh, yeah, before yeah. they can make a movie. Yeah. They, they so did, they I did corral hippos and bring sisters in from around the world. So they had a live reindeer in have the... lava in my bedroom. They had a, a live reindeer in the studio when they were animating for Sven. Of course they uh, did. To get proper... Uh, but they, they do some other bits, which we'll come to, to come to shortly. Jennifer Lee, who wrote Wreck-It Ralph, was brought on as a screenwriter initially and rewrote it with Krista Bavak and ended up becoming co-director. Uh, she's the first female director on any Disney film. Nice. Um, and they, they just kept coming back to the phrase... An act of true love will thaw a frozen heart. And then Jennifer Lee, working on the script, decided that Anna would save Elsa, but they didn't know how she would do it yet. So the original version was very, very different. Elsa had been evil from the start. She kidnapped her from her own wedding to intentionally freeze her heart, and then later descended on Arendelle with an army of evil snowmen. And the whole second act was Anna trying to get hands to kiss her to save her and Elsa trying to stop her. Arguably a more exciting film. <laughs> well, yes, but not quite <laughs> so empowering. Missing the point entirely of Frozen, yes. Yeah, I know, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, the breakthrough, throw, breakthrough came, came when they were starting to write Let It Go, and because it was about her, like, meant to be... It started out as her meant to be, like, uh, accepting how evil she is. It came, became more about, like, why she is the way she is, and she became much more sympathetic. So then, yeah, so then that's when they had the hook, essentially, of... You know, there's, there's no real bad guy in this. Well, apart from hands. There hands at the end, but there's no Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah. There's no Snow Queen, if you will. That's, no, and it makes yeah. it much more humanised as a result. It's just Absolutely. real people dealing with problems. It feels massively more modern. It feels like a much like a legitimate modern take on a classic Disney formula, which is definitely why it's been so popular. And I do get that. Just they keep fucking singing, Rob. <laughs> they keep singing, Rob. <sighs> anyway... Kristen Bell was cast, and she auditioned with um, Part of Your World by Little Mermaid. Um, oh, I, I want to be where the people are. Yes, indeed, yeah. Oh, you know that one? Yeah, my sister loved Little Mermaid when I was a kid, so I mean, I'm Lady of the Tramp. I've okay. seen it about 10 Not million times. Lady of the Tramp. Original Beauty and the Beast. My dad bought them for us as kids on VHS for the kids, but my dad loves a, my dad loves a Disney film. So we had, like, certainly... Everything up to The Lion King, I'd say, on VHS growing up as a kid. So I have seen all of them. I just... They just keep singing, Rob. <laughs> I like, it just takes me out of it. When those talking animals start singing, it really just takes me out really, of it. The, the <laughs> immersion bubble, the reality is just not there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, Christian Bell actually re-recorded her audio 20 times, uh, which is actually pretty normal for Disney because a lot of the animated features... The story is changing so much whilst they're animating it because it's such a long process. It takes so long. It takes so long to do that the story is constantly changing. So she recorded 20 times, so 10 different versions of all the different scenes and stuff. Um, so there must, there must be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of every Disney movie, all these different permutations. Yeah. I'd love to get into the Disney vault and get all out of that. that. Watch Song of the South. Not really. You, you just want to see the version <laughs> where Elsa comes down with the army of evil snowmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, Idina Menzel had auditioned for Tangled, uh, but it failed. <laughs> I, well, I don't know why I've written it so br br brusquely in my notes. Idina Menzel had auditioned for but failed. Um, but she then impressed Christopher Buck by reading the whole script with Christian Bell, then spontaneously bursting into a duet of Wind Beneath My Wings. <laughs> Fair enough. Same way I got my job. <laughs> Read out the entire employee handbook. Burst into <laughs> my wings. Um, yeah, but you did ebony and ivory, right? <laughs> yeah, really bad. Just black face but and with both, heart, face. both parts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really bad. A Just one man duet. Really bad. Very bad taste. 
So let's talk a bit about the animation. What with it being an animated film. All right. Yeah, it is very beautiful. It's animated. It's animated. There you go. Talked a bit about it. It's full CGI. Full CGI. No motion capture. No, no rotoscoping scraping or anything like that. Really, I mean, it is really well, lovely. No, no, this, uh, this is rotoscoping. There's a shit ton of reference footage. Sure. But it's it not animated on hand, top. Hand 3D animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's based predominantly in places in um, Norway. Oh, Norway, we did, we did fjords. Um, and it's got a lot of influence of like Sami and Scandinavian culture. Um, they, oh, as I say, they brought a live reindeer in. I, I, I mentioned that already. But you were saying about the skydiving for Frozen 2. They took them to they took the animators to Wyoming to experience walking, running, and climbing in very, in very deep, deep snow, snow. In waist deep snow, so they can understand how they moved. And there how is it actually would feel. there is actually documentary footage of them doing that. Right, okay. it's hilarious. Right, yeah. Literally, just a bunch of nerds. I mean, incredibly successful, talented artists, but still kind of nerds. Yeah, uh, yeah. just walking around in the snow, looking really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to draw snow. This isn't helping me. Why are you making me do this? Um, the art director is Michael G. A. Mu. I can't say his name. He is the art director for Pocahontas, or he was. Um, and he and several of his artists travelled to Norway um, to essentially draw mountains, fjords, the architecture, draw, um, take pictures of um, um, traditional costume and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, Dr. Kenneth Liebrecht. Liebrecht? Uh, Liebrecht. Frankenstein, uh, a professor from the California Institute of Technology, was invited to give lectures to the animators on how snow and ice form and why snowflakes are unique. So using that knowledge, they created a snowflake generator that allowed them to randomly create 2,000 unique snowflake films for the shapes for the film. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it always amazes me how much like invention there is behind... The, every time this new animated movie comes out, they invent this new... It's never existing tools, it's always... Well, not for the... It's not... It's for, for, the, for animators, it was like water was the hardest, then fire was the hardest, then snow has been hard. Well, they did like, snow for this, there's been hair. Yeah. Um, well, they, actually, there's hair on this as well, which um, is amazing. And yeah, it's, it's always for the flagship they push the envelope, mm. because they then know that they can sell those techniques and technologies on yeah. and recoup some of the massive amount of investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they can just then start knocking out, like, sequels. Straight, yeah, to, straight to video straight to, yeah, absolutely, yeah. or straight to home release. Well, the, the principal software engineer, Andrew Sell, um, said snow's not really a fluid, it's, it's not really a solid. It breaks apart, it can be compressed. All these different effects make it very difficult um, to animate simultaneously. All right, Andrew, it's your job. So in order to achieve this, he used advanced math mathematics, the material point method. Yep. You know, that old chestnut. Uh, NBM. And <laughs> advanced mathematics, the material point method, and physics. I've got in my notes. Dude, yeah. It sounds like I got bored doing halfway through the reading of that. It's very, 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 very <laughs> in-depth and yeah. amazingly uh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. It's not interesting. So that's clearly where I've so, got yeah. material book and physics with assistance from mathematics researchers from University of California. Um, and they created a snow simulator that was called Matterhorn. You know, the Matterhorn is yeah. the, the ride in the Disney. They also created various other tools like spaces, so these are the names, spaces, which allowed Olaf's deconstructible parts to be moved around and rebuilt. Flourish, which allowed extra movement, such as leaves and tweaks, to be art-directed. So, other bits of Olaf. Snowbatcher, which... Well, no, it's also, that gives you all of the, the little bits of, you know, the trees moving in the background, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and how, how uh, they Rather than a traditional static mat. Yeah, yeah. They actually have, it's incredibly rich, everything yeah, yeah. is done, but it's done it really, using... And that is true, it yeah. really, really is, it really, really is. A snow batcher, which helped preview the final look of the snow, especially when anybody's kind of interacting with it. Um, tonic, which enabled them to sculpt their hair. Um, and gin, which now, enabled tonic, them to get through the day. Gin, yeah. A to a to a tonic also uh, was used to use for animating fur. Um, but for Elsa's hair, it contains 420,000 computer-generated strands, when in a real person, there's only about 100,000. So she's got... Ultra realistic hair. Ultra fine. <laughs> Ultra fine. Um, only her barber really knows. So, like I say, there was a lot of Scandinavian inspiration. Um, the I'm going to totally say these exactly right now. The Arkushish Fortress in Oslo, the Nidaros Cathedral in Trondheim, and the Bregen in Bergen. Oh, nice. You know those ones. Yeah. Cool. Scandinavian listeners, please correct me. 
or don't. I mean, it's up to you. But don't give him any context. Just phone <laughs> him up and be like, it's blah, blah. <laughs> no, Hang up, yeah. Um, and then lots of bits, you know, lots of bits uh, uh, appear in the film. Stave churches, trolls, maypoles, Viking ships, all fjord houses, the clothing. Everything is inspired by Scandinavian or um, yep. Sami culture, essentially. So... It's like anything, like any Disney movie, they did an enormous amount of research, travelled all around Norway, um, and took millions, like you say, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of reference photos for all that kind of stuff. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the music. So before we come on to the songs and the songwriting, let's just talk a very quick bit about the other music. The uh, score. The score, that's the one. Thank you. Um, arguably... The do you, best do you know the score? album. <laughs> well, I know the score. We both went in a different way to make a joke about the same thing. Anyway, anyway Christoph Beck, uh, he was brought in to do the score because he did the score for the Paperman short. Have you seen that? Have no. You seen that? Uh, it was, it's a short Disney movie, hand animated, about a man who makes paper airplanes in France. It is absolutely beautiful. I highly recommend it on YouTube. Check it out. Paperman. No, no singing, I guess. No, but lots of music. Lots of very nice music. So he did that. Um, he also worked on um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He did all the music for that, and he wrote uh, all the, you know, the musical episode Once More with Feeling. I don't know if yeah. you've ever watched Buffy. Um, uh, once or twice. Right, sure. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Um, we might yes. have to do Buffy the movie at some point in this Ooh, podcast. Yeah. Nice. Um, yes, so he did that. Uh, but yeah, so he... Um, very again very inspired by Scandinavian music and use a lot of Scandinavian instruments and singing techniques like the throat singing and all that kind of stuff yeah I put my finger on my throat to demonstrate and forget again which is actually is not Scandinavian audio. it's uh, Mongolian and uh, further east oh. but anyway okay but the, well apparently they do a type of throat singing Sami the Sami people you do a type of throat singing they use that um, Sami musician well you know throat, it's cold you're up north Day, the day is approximately 10 minutes long. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, Sammy musician Frode Fjellheim. His song, Eatnamen Vule. Oh, boy. Uh, it was the, it's the film opening song. And it contains, uh, as it contains um, elements of um, traditional Sammy singing as well as more contemporary Scandinavian music. So, it's all very wheels and wheels. Um, to obtain the snow effects, uh, sound designer Odin Benitez, that's right, the sound designer for this film's first name is Odin, Odin. Uh, he travelled to Mammoth Mountain in California, which sounds so much like a ride, but isn't, I looked it up, it is actually a mountain, uh, where he recorded a frozen lake, so like the cracking of the ice, you know, the yeah, kind of noise kind of and stuff. that weird... Um, like the creaking. weird harmonics you get yeah. from ice under absolutely, pressure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, the Foley artist had a delivery of 50 pounds, or 23 kilograms of snow, every day while working. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing I thought when I read it. Um, to help them record the necessary snow and ice oh, sounds he, that, for the film. That guy's a machine. 50 <laughs> pounds a day. It's amazing. Imagine, imagine. Some would say a snow machine. <laughs> oh, a real snowblower. <laughs> hey, laser lips. Uh. So, um, it was released on the 19th of November 2013. Uh, it cost $150 million to make, and it made $1.3 billion. Yeah. So, not bad. Not bad. 10x on yeah. an animated feature. Yeah, yeah. It, does that make it the most successful animated feature ever? I do not have that data to hand, but I can't think of another one in the top-ranking box offices that would be higher than that. And that's Tintin, Avatar, the, does that Avatar Avatar count? doesn't count. And Tintin definitely did not do that well in the <laughs> no, box office. No, it definitely office. didn't do that well, no. So no, I don't think, it, I think there is one. Um, so according to the copyright infringement tracking site Escipio, Frozen was the second most infringed film in 2014 behind Wolf of Wall Street. With 30 million illegal uh, illegal downloads via torrent, 30 million. If they'd all bought it at 15 quid a go, thanks for that, <laughs> Disney. By the way, yeah, well, that is exactly it. Stop making the Blu-rays 25 quid, and they never ever come down in price. Because unsurprisingly, the demand for Cinderella is always a demand for Cinderella. So yeah. Well, yeah. it's almost as if Disney have just cracked this by launching some kind of streaming service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would really, uh, Jesus. I can't wait till that. Honestly, I can't wait till that arrives in March for us. I cannot wait. He's not leaving the house. I'm March, it. I'm, I'm just at home. I'm going to go from, I don't really like Disney to, I'm just watching Disney stuff for months. Yeah. It won two Oscars, Best Song and Best Animated Feature. 
it won Best Fe Animated Feature at the Golden Globes and at the BAFTAs, so very well received, as you would imagine. It also won a Grammy Award for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. Because Grammy, the Grammys don't believe in snappy titles for their awards. No, apparently not. This brings us to the actual songs. God help us, we've got to talk about it. There's no, there's no more getting away from they, it. They literally won an Oscar for the songs. I had to make a thing up about how they invented software tools just to keep putting it off. None of that's true. I don't think Kristen Bell's even in it. I think it's deep fake. I've retrospectively faked here anyway. She's, she's definitely in it. <laughs> so anyway, so they are composed by Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Robert Lopez... No relation. No, they're married. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not re no relation except through marriage, yes. Um, L Richard Lopez has got an EGOT. A what? An EGOT. An EGOT is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh, he's got an EGOT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's has he got? got? Has she got an EGOT? What's he got? No, she hasn't got Just an EGOT. Just him. Yeah, yeah. Just he's got an EGOT, yeah. Uh, his Emmy is for daytime, is a daytime Emmy, so... Yeah. Uh, for Wonder Pet Score. And that's like a podcast award, right? And we've got three of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, his Grammy is for Best Musical Theatre, uh, Book of Mormon. His Oscar, Frozen. And his Tony, uh, uh, Book of Mormon. Yep. So he's worked on three things, and literally he's worked on like three or four things, and they've all been so good. Um, he also won, they also won a Grammy for Let It Go as well, so he's always got another one. He almost did the full EGOT, just for Frozen, in fact. So they both worked on Winnie the Pooh and wrote the book, uh, the theatrical songbook for Book of Mormon, um, and they live in York. So they had to do a two-hour teleconference every day for 14 months, because Disney Animation is solely in Burbank, to the point where they bring them 50 pounds of snow a day rather than just record the Foley. There are mountains in Los Angeles. You could go somewhere where there is snow. But yeah, no. they don't. No, it's all in Burbank. Um, they wrote 25 songs, eight of which yep. got it into the film, uh, which is 23 minutes of an hour and 40 minute film. Which isn't too bad. Feels like longer, but yeah, no, no. No, it's not too bad at all. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're not a big <laughs> opera fan then, huh? <laughs> it was weird. I like opera. I don't know what it is. It does not compute. Anyway. Oh, well, let's not compare Pagliacci to Frozen. <laughs> well, if we don't, somebody will in 100 <laughs> yeah, it's years. True. It's true. Um, and yeah, the, the album was so massive, it, it, it kept Beyonce off of the number one spot um, for three weeks. In your face, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got um, pitch slapped by Disney. <laughs> so the songs... That you did. She did get severely pitch slapped by Disney. Um, so the songs, well, what can we say about the songs? They are a mix of different styles, temperaments. Generally speaking, uh, lyrically, they are pretty damn good. Okay. This is very much kind of post-Sondheim songwriting. Mm -hmm. uh, they are clever. They are, in places, incredibly funny. There sure. are a couple of, uh, in my opinion, and possibly yours, swings and misses. Yes. Um, musically, they are amazingly accomplished okay now this is very much more your wheelhouse than mine as we discussed because i do not know let me get my notes out. yeah i know i figured that i figured you would i my note my notes about the songs are a list of the titles because i was like yeah rob, rob will probably have something to say no so uh do you want to build a snowman given that's a single vocalist tells 10 years worth of story but that's three different singers. It's three different it's, it's singers. three correct. different actresses for Anna singing the three different time periods. Um, and they're all delightful. Yeah. No, don't uh, get me wrong. Very nicely sung. Yeah. Not my, my thing, but it, very um, nicely um, sung. Not really. a lie. Always raises a tear. That, that last, where, where Kirsten Bell's voice breaks on that last verse. Yeah, very sad. Very sad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, for the, for first the first time, time in, in forever. It's a great, great harmony. You've got major, it's not even a harmony, it's a counterpoint. Right. And it is amazing. Okay. They are singing two completely different melodies in two completely different keys, right. and they work because they're um, whatever it's corded adjacent or something. Not a musician. <laughs> you um, built to such a thing, <laughs> and in it, and it's because of a thing. But no, it is. <laughs> if you listen to the uh, the bit in that song where they are both singing, yeah, 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 um, it is. It and is. again in the reprise, it's even better. Yes, because of course that comes back. Because the first time to work forever is um, when they're opening the castle for the coronation. And for the first time in forever, the reprise is, is when they in the castle, confront her in, in the, the castle. castle. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, ice yeah, palace. Yeah. Also contains some amazing moments. I mean, there are obvious puns that are made for obvious uh, vocal gags, lyrical gags mm. that are made for grown-ups. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the entirety of summer 
is He's basically amazing. lost on children. Yeah. And all of the adults are wetting themselves. They're like, winter, um, time, winter is such a good time for a cuddle. Uh, but, but in the watch summer... Watch me in summer and I'll be like, a... And he steps over a puddle and says, Happy, happy Snowman. snowman. <laughs> um, that song is... I listen... <laughs> That's the only song I've listened to outside of the outside of the film. So I listened to it on the way here today and pissed myself laughing the whole way here. Yeah, it makes you look weird when you're on the bus. It's very funny. Um, very funny. We've also got things like uh, in the reprise of uh, for the first time in forever, Arendelle's in deep, 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 deep. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Snow and it's just it's the break and you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're filling it in yeah. as you go because you took her up the northern passage. Well, fi- fi- um, a fixer upper. Um, fixer upper about, uh, is a pure Broadway show tune. Yeah, legit. That is, is yeah. a chorus yeah, tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it good. is very, very incredibly good. lyrically deft. Yeah. It doesn't misstep once. It is amazing. And they suggest that Christoph and they absolutely is suggest <laughs> that Christoph and his reindeer <laughs> might have a thing. It goes goes beyond the laws of nature or something. <laughs> the uh, na- it goes beyond natural law. Isn't the it? other thing I love about that is that it ties back um, very subtly. So this idea that um, so in the coda for Fixer Upper, mm-hmm. they're talking about you know love is a force that's powerful and strange. Yeah. Um, that people uh, can be difficult. They live in fear, but throw a little love their way. It's yeah, literally indeed. again the trolls Actively say, talking. "Guys, we're giving you the entire solution well, they're, they're, to your current they're predicament." Like the chorus, they're like the Greek chorus, aren't they? Yeah. Like this is the thing, guys. <laughs> they are. They're that. Look at that thing. <laughs> I don't know how much clearly I can be clearly saying it to your face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, and then yeah. there's also love is an open door, <laughs> which we don't talk about. No, we don't. It's so serious, and I'm going to talk about it very quickly. I'm sorry. That is terrible. It's so, what does it's it even terrible. mean? What, well, love is that, an open door. It means that there's a door that's open, and that door is love. But what's through the door? Uh, more love. And who's going through the door? Or I don't know. What comes after love? Sex. <laughs> oh, um, uh, disappointment. Years of begrudging loneliness and cohabitation. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's make. Okay. But, children. Maybe children are through the door. In some is funny, isn't it though? It's too good. God, it's crying. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but no, honestly, that song it's a is terrible song. Nonsensical and is awful. And unfortunately, it is one of three songs within about an 18-minute space at the beginning of the film. And I like, I was like, look, I'm gonna watch this film. I know it's got singing in it. Rob said it's good, as do seemingly everyone else in the whole I world. I had also warned you skip over that one. And just yeah, the first 25 minutes are like, we've got eight songs. You know Let's what? do half of you them. You know what? The I actually genuinely think the reason I don't like that song is lyrically, it's. Bad, yes. and they really shoehorn some stuff in. The sty- stylistic elements don't really make much sense. Sandwiches. It's like a hundred-year-old joke. Yeah, and where they're pretending to be the automatons on the clock tower, and they yeah, sing yeah. a bit like this. It's, it's like not necessary. Yeah. But also, it's the only song, with the exception of "Summer," which is uh, voiced by a male vocalist, and he yeah, is yeah. Bieber-esque, right? Yeah, yeah. He is yeah, classic SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. Whips out his guitar well, and starts strumming away. Have reindeer are better than people. Yeah, barely. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know Jonathan Goff is the young agent out of Mindhunter? Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to check. But, um, but no, I know, I agree. I agree. Right, so, anyway. I, but the style of Summer, he sings it in that crooning, in summer, like that big, like, wah-wah, like yeah. his voice is so funny. It's like it's a really, jazz. Yeah, um, it's so silly. Yeah. It's so good. So, that brings us to our reviews, which would include, which is our favourite song. Wow, right. I wonder what that'll be. Who's going first? <laughs> well, go, I know. The trouble is, honestly, I am, I am torn. What's out of? Uh, five marshmallows. Five marshmallows. The killer gatekeeper man. That's cool, by the way. He's really quite like scary. That. It's quite good. Um, right, so I'm going to give it... I can go no further than two stars. Two snowmen. Two marshmallows. However, that's a lie. I'll give it two and a half, based on my favourite song, Summer. That gets it half a star. For me, it is beautifully animated, with moments of actual goodness, excellence, very funny, very moving, surrounded by what I would probably refer to as 80% of the blandest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. So it is for children. It's not meant to be incredibly dramatic or whatever, so I understand that. But standout moments along a lot of... I could probably be reading something and watching this over the top of it until I go, oh, this is a good bit, and then, yeah. That, but, given my history with musicals, somewhat tainted by that. Fair enough. 
Um, you weren't expecting such an even-handed review, were you? <laughs> to be honest, I was expecting you to go a little bit higher than two and a half, given that it's the most successful animated film ever made. Except but for Lion King. You have never been one to go with the crowd. No, no. And that's true. the new Lion King. Yeah, that's the new Lion King. Have you seen we, that? We looked it up during You're the break. Bland? And we, we, no, we, I haven't seen it. And just Oy. because I've heard the problem with having photorealistic lines is they're not very good at conveying any emotion. Well, unless that emotion <laughs> is, I'm tired, I'm eating you. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think two and a half. I will probably never watch it again. I am very un- <laughs> Next January when we do Frozen 2 on the podcast, I guess I'll watch a sequel. <laughs> um, however... I am tempted to watch Tangled because I've heard it's really good and my favourite comedian Paul F. Tompkins is in it. So. And it, to be honest, probably has a bit more drama. Right. Um, there's a bit more going on, although I'm not really sure that you can say that. But anyway, um, so what do I give it? It's, it's five. <laughs> it's got to be five. It's got to be five, right. possibly six out of five. Wow, really? Wow, that much? It was off the back of Disney having, let's face it, a bit of a rough patch. You know, post-New Renaissance. They've done some good stuff that wasn't Disney movies. Wreck-It Ralph yep. is amazing, yep. but it's not a Disney movie. It's not the we sing, we tell the story, good guys, Aren't bad guys, princesses. Are songs in Wreck-It Ralph? No. Uh, yes. Is it like one, she but, sings a song, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's That'll be why I like Wreck-It Ralph so much. Well, Wreck-It Ralph is brilliant, and the <laughs> and animation and the story games. and what have you. Yeah. But this was the first Disney movie I had seen in a long time that mm. took me straight back to being eight years old on the sofa Fair. and watching Robin Hood, watching oh. uh, Sword Robin in the Stone, oh. watching uh, Snow White, yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Sword in the Stone. I love the empowerment. I love the fact that they modernise it. It's that women <laughs> sort themselves out. And yeah. that's not just me saying it because it's fashionable. I, I, honestly, it is actually refreshing. I love the end of this. I love the end of that film. That the, the the thing of love is. I mean, listen. I twigged it pretty early on. I'm not yeah, an idiot, it's, but, it's set up. But yeah, but in the <laughs> opening song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, it's just re- exactly. It's very refreshing that it's the people. Are literally, he's like riding and riding and riding on Sven trying to save her, and then it actually is like, oh no, you're right, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't the, need you. The animation style is gorgeous. And I don't think that her and ha- and Christoph really get. To the, they kiss right at the end. But it's just like a thing that they get together, but it's not like the thing that no. they get together. It's, it's, it's semi-incidental. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's but yeah, good. Yeah. The characterization, the vocal performances from mm. everybody in this are mm. amazing. Sure. The story is the story, mm. uh, and it's definitely done. Mm. It's weird. It's Leaving aside that obviously I'm not ducking songs apart from one of them, mm. uh, it never feels long. It always Fair. feels, when I you watch it, it bored. always feels about 45 minutes long. Yeah. And it is an hour and 45. Yeah, yeah. It's just brilliant. And I'm very glad that there is another Disney movie that um, I can sit down with, you know, our children, if we ever have any. Uh, oh, Rob, I didn't know you wanted to have children. children. Well, <laughs> it's going to be a food baby, but... Um, oh, God. Other people's kids, you know, my, my, my nieces and what have you, and yeah. I can sit down and I can watch this with them and I can enjoy it as much as hopefully they will. Sure. And that, let's face it, is what Disney is for. Yeah, it, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. What's your favourite song? Uh, I think Absolute Country Mile, yeah. It just makes me laugh every time. Josh Gad's vocal performance on it is hilarious. Um, the little dream world he goes off into is so funny. Um, yeah, brilliant. Loved it. And I couldn't find out what happens to frozen water when it gets warm. <laughs> you know the bit, the, the bit that for just for a second, just for like, just for a second, you know when he like drags her over by the fire and she's like, you've got to go, you're going to melt. And he's like, no. Some people are worth melting Some for. Some people are worth melting for because he loves her. I was like, is this going to be the act of love that like the magic snowman's going to save her because he loves her as a friend? Like, yeah. But yeah. That would have been a better, no, anyway. <laughs> I was like, Wow, this really is convention-defying. Yeah, Saved uh, by a magical Anna's gentleman. Anna's just bleeding <laughs> out on the ice, having been stabbed. Yeah. Elsa, even. I yeah. uh, always get those two mixed up. I'm not sure why. Uh, um, yeah, so what's so, your favourite song? For me, I think it's a very, very close-run thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Fixer Upper just because it is amazing. A big stage show chorus yeah. type number, yeah. Sung by rocks. Sung by rocks. So, funny. by definition, it's rock and roll. <laughs> when he's um, <laughs> very nice. When uh, when they arrive to the family and he's like, uh, Olaf's like, you, I'll distract him. You run. He's like, are your family here now? I love you. You have to run. Like it, it's so yeah, it really made me laugh. 
Well, and there are little moments. I mean, again, it's not to turn this into the Olaf Appreciation Club, although I think it might be. It's when they say they're riding back in town. Says, uh, "Olaf, stay out of sight." And oh, he goes up the hill for not even two seconds later. He's like, "Hello!" <laughs> the big scream. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's your least favourite song? Oh yeah, it loves, yeah. yeah, love is an open door. And we finish each other's fucking sandwiches. It doesn't. It doesn't. The basic it doesn't need premise to be of the song. No, it doesn't. It doesn't serve any purpose. Yeah. They could have dropped that completely. Songs, and to be honest, it probably would have helped the pacing of the film. The other songs are either funny little asides or actually help along the plot of the film. That adds nothing. No. Other than they've just met at a ball and they immediately fall in love and it will be six minutes without with a song or it will be two and a half with a song. So we better put a song in, otherwise it will be weird. Yeah. There you go. Right. So, should we talk, do, should, should we talk one star reviews and then I've got a wonderful quiz for you? Let's do it. Who hated this movie? It's Amazon One Star Reviews. So, um, don't see why it was so popular myself. By Wise Sam from May 2018. Don't see the reason it was so popular myself. Regret buying it now. Preferred the first Fantasia and the second Fantasia. It sounds like you just like Fantasia. (laughs) Also... Fantasia is well known for being an abstract series of yeah, exactly. vignettes. Just, it sounds like the same thing for uh, me. That maybe you just don't like musicals. Oh, did you like Fantasia? You should definitely watch Frozen. Oh, you liked Star Wars? Have you watched The English Patient? I have, and I was very disappointed by the lack of Klingons. <laughs> yes, yeah, you yeah, absolutely. So uh, <coughs> this one is um, more on um, my, my way of my way of thinking. It's a kids' movie, Rusty Sly, December 2018. A high-end cartoon movie with superb graphics. I watched 10 minutes before shutting it down. Kids would probably like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I honestly, I think you nailed them. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a one-star review. I think you've just nailed it, mate, to be honest. I, I mean, I that's just a description of the film. <laughs> Netflix is awesome and cheaper by Heather Rowland, January 2019. Uh, where is she going with this? <laughs> got this movie for free on Netflix. Sick of paying for movies on Amazon. Going back to Netflix. It's, so more it, of a, a review of Amazon. Well, also, it's it's not on Netflix. And maybe in America. I'm not sure Disney's ever been on Netflix. I th- yeah, I think in the states it right, was. Okay. I mean, not anymore, certainly. But I think I think they were some. All right. Um, so also, not a total idiot, just but, a minor idiot. But just, that is an, that is an, a review of Amazon. I don't like paying for stuff, so I'm gonna watch it on Netflix. And then give it a one star review <laughs> on, on Amazon. Amazon. It just feels petty to me that. She doesn't even say if she enjoyed it or not. Um. Wrong movie, Heaven Holder, November 2018. I ordered Frozen and got Boss Baby. Not cool. Agree. <laughs> I haven't seen Boss Baby, but I mean... It's bad. If you wanted Frozen and you it's got pre- Boss Baby, Boss Baby is uh, pretty it's bad. fair. Also, I'm guessing you paid 25 quid for Frozen and you got <laughs> Boss Baby. You can get for like... They, they pretty much send you a gift voucher with it. <laughs> 100%, yeah. That just, they, they do that on purpose just to get rid of the, like, the massive backstock of, of Boss Baby they've got. You know they just, made a sequel to Boss Baby? Really? Boss Baby 2, Look Who's Walking or something. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boss Baby 2, Unemployed. Boss Baby 2 and the Electric Boogaloo. Boss Baby 2, <laughs> t- Tory government takeover. Uh, no, anyway, um, not, and the last one, Not Ever Again by JL from March 2016. Uh, this is not an empowering movie about the growth of a girl into a woman. It's about someone hiding from their fears until it costs someone else their life. I hated it. Who? That's what I said. That's what I thought. No one dies. Who dies? Well, actually, the parents die. Yeah, but that's not because of her flowers. Uh, it kind of is. Second movie reveals a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. right, okay. Right. Well, that, I mean, but this review is from three years ago, so... But, um... I don't get it. No. It definitely is an empowering movie about the growth of a girl into a woman. And also, all of the things that she it said are positive. It is about someone hiding from their fears. But, Run, yeah. Running from, in fact, and yeah. then turning to face them. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Although not a, not a footsteps. Uh, no, no. <laughs> that's the problem is, you know, she needed to turn around. Turn around. Anyway. I knew I'd get you singing on this podcast. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, if you don't think that we are going to cleanly record at one of our houses us singing one of the songs each and doing it as the outro and intro, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Well, it's got to be one of the duets, and there's only two. It's <laughs> 100%. Let's do a duet. Let's try and do the counterpoint <laughs> from... All right, you get Mendel. <laughs> <laughs> I was born to tread the boards. <laughs> right. We might need a bigger bulldog clip. Let's have a test of your knowledge. This 
week we are testing your knowledge of Disney characters. Oh. Specifically, Disney princes. Princes? Because originally, in keeping with the empowering theme of Frozen, I did Disney princesses. Except you forget that the films are mostly named after the princesses. It's so not not massively. You also, you couldn't be like, Disney which movie is Snow White from? Disney princesses literally a whole subgenre in the Disney merchandising yes. department. Well, turns out they so will show up in Wreck It Ralph. So are Disney princes. Yeah, but they're, they're not a thing. A Di- lot smaller. Disney Princess TM is not a thing. No, uh, Disney, Disney Princess it is like its own company yeah. onto itself. It absolutely is. Including right, Leia these days. So, okay, here we go, baby. Prince Eric. And I want to know what film they're from. Prince, Prince Eric. Eric. There's no, there's no tricky tricks ones here. I have got no idea. I actually did okay on this, I've got to say. I haven't even um, what's his name in The Little Mermaid? Correct, I'll take it. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Prince Philip. <laughs> Is it Disney Prince? You know how much it hurt me that it wasn't a Prince Andrew. Honestly. <laughs> I was, as soon as I saw Prince Philip, I was like, oh my god. I was going to say, that's got to be Pocahontas. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, one of the traditionals. Okay. Prince Charming. Uh, that is Cinderella. Yes, of course. Prince Florian. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Princess and the Frog? No, if I have that, it's Snow White. So what are we on there? Two out of four. We're on 50% so oh, far. wasn't Philip in Snow White. Nope. Prince Philip is in Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. One, yes. I always get them mixed up. Prince Adam. Now, there is an answer I will accept. <laughs> there is a correct answer, but there is another answer that I will accept. Prince Adam. <laughs> Drawing a... I'm not going to lie drawing a bit of a blank on uh, Disney princes at this point. Uh, uh. No, no clue. He's the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he's he Prince is. Adam. I also would have accepted He-Man. Because <laughs> that's his He-Man and Prince Adam. I would, have, I would have accepted that. Prince Naveen. Prince Naveen. Yep. These are about to start getting easier, don't worry. Uh, isn't he the idiot from Aladdin? He is the guy from Princess and the Frog. Oh, he's the guy from Princess and the Frog. Simba. <laughs> Firstly, I th- I not thought, a prince. I thought this... Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Mustafa's the king of the lions. Uh, yeah. So he's All the right. son. I'm the king of the jungle. Doesn't mean no. <laughs> Are you? No. Oh, okay. That's so an orangutan. Uh, not no. an orangutan. Um, um, actually, isn't he an orangutan? Who? Um, the monkey. <laughs> king of the swingers, even. King Louis. Yeah. Yes. So he's is he king, a king? He's king of the swingers. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a Do you have a son? I. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Simba's from Lion King. Move on. <laughs> so like, I've got nothing for this. I'm sorry. I've got. No, I wish I did. I'd love to be able to yes and you, but I just. I don't know. I've got nothing. So Captain Lee Shang. This one you could probably uh, work uh, out. I'm pretty sure that'd be Mulan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Also, yeah. Again, Captain, not a prince. Uh, well, this under the heading Disney princes. Oh, so it's dudes in Disney films then. Well. Bit of a catch-all. Look, there weren't ten. Shut up. <laughs> Peter Quill. Um, no, no clue. He is Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but technically his dad is a king of his own planet, so he is a Disney prince. <laughs> when I said there wasn't any tricks, I might have forgotten about that one. <laughs> so it's good. You're still on 50%. Uh, <laughs> okay, last one. Eugene Fitzherbert. Eugene? Eugene Fitzherbert. No, no idea. It's the real name of Flynn Rider from Tangled. Which I watched literally <laughs> two hours ago. I was really hoping you were going to get that one, buddy. Turns out, the, turns out these things literally just go in one ear and out really the other. I was really hoping you are going to get that one, buddy. So there you got one, two, three. Three and four. a half. Three, four. You were four. So you got four, so almost 50%. Almost 50%. 40%. Honestly, I, also thought, I, think, I think you would. Uh, I thought you were going to do better at that one, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. So, last little bit of piece of business then is our recommendations. Well, your recommendation is don't watch it. No, that's not... Look, if you're me, then no, I wouldn't recommend you watch it unless you've got a podcast and you do a podcast with me and you want to wind me up a bit. 
So hang on, you do a podcast <laughs> with you. Yeah, if I did a podcast with me and I wanted to wind me up a bit, I would recommend it to me to watch. I would recommend to watch it to anybody with children, 100%. I just really, anybody that really likes Disney films. Other recommendations are all of the other Disney films. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. 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 Bosh. Oh, and The Good Place. Oh, yeah, and watch The Good Place. Yeah, oh, and The Good Place. Yeah, absolutely. And Mindhunter. Yeah, sure. Take your kids down, get them to watch Frozen, then bang out the first six episodes of Mindhunter. And it may be frozen again if you want them to sleep. <laughs> I think it might take more than more than well, frozen a, a bottle of wine. Uh, if you haven't yet, go and see Frozen Two. Is that good? Arguably Did you like it as much? Better. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's richer. It has. Is it Elsa's? Is your new story of her powers, right? Uh, well, it's it's yeah, basically. Sure. So maybe uh, I would find more, that more satisfying. Way more than that. Way more than that. Um, but yeah, it has a couple of little. It's not even it has issues. You have issues because you're, you're revisiting a universe which Disney don't do very often. No. In, and do at they... least, correction. Disney do it all the time, but right. they don't do it successfully. Right. Uh, in and fact, do they there's only really been... No. Right, okay. There's only really been one Disney movie before Frozen where it had a massive cinematic graphic release. Snow White 2, Nine Dwarfs. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the, bro- uh, the Rescue was Down Under. Yes. All so of that? the others, they've been in the cinema, but they've been in the cinema for like Sunday matinee and that kind of shit. I was going to say something about Rescuers Down Under, but then I remember what we're talking about next, so I probably won't spoil something. Hold that thought. Indeed. Uh, and on that note... Bosh! We've only got to bloody done, isn't it? This has been We're Drunk and We Know Things Does Frozen. Mike managed to not let it go. He managed to hold on to it the whole way. This, in this case, being your penis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> okay, right. Well, I can only see one of your hands. I, I'm not sure what the other one's No, doing. it's true. If you can't see one man's, one of a man's hands, just assume he's holding yeah. onto his coffee. I mean, balls. you can't see either of them. <laughs> no, indeed. I've always had that suspicion about you, though. Uh, but, oh, why are they so greasy? Um, so, anyway, moving away from that, after a nice conversation about a children's film, <laughs> where we only made one joke about him fucking a reindeer, so that was good. Not even a joke, more an observation. More an, yeah, as in, his yeah. mum says we think he's fucking it's not, his reindeer. It's not us. Yeah, um, yeah join us in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. We're going to be exploring. Uh, well, you remember we did a cell animation episode off the I back do, of Ghibli. I do remember. So we're now doing modern animation post cell, but with a focus on Disney. Because, mm. you know. We just did Frozen. Yeah. So it makes sense. The hot and the cold are both so intense, put them together, it just makes sense. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman! Now, let's now then talk about the songs and the songwriters. And I'm going to say this as slowly as possible because I have to go backwards through my notes to find the space. Would you like us to pause so you can so find really, them? So really what I'm trying to say is that these songs were written and composed by the husband and wife songwriting team. 